Jose Juarez is the founder of Barbecue Sauce Company. Jose started grilling when he was 16 years old in his family's backyard and his love for outdoor cooking has grown ever since. In 2015, he entered a live TV grilling contest on Live with Kelly and Ryan and was chosen as one of the 10 semi-finalists. Jose then went on to compete live on TV and won the title of America's Next Grill Star. After winning $10,000, Jose went on to start Barbecuban LLC in 2016, and today we get to hear about his hot and saucy business in episode 163 of the WHOA GNV podcast. You are listening to WHOA podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and today's episode is being brought to you by Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Podcast fam, be sure to check out episode 82, where we sat down with Kevin from Gainesville Harley-Davidson. It was a great episode, and Gainesville Harley has been a sponsor of our show all year. Love you guys. There is always something fun going on at Gainesville Harley-Davidson, so be sure to check out their events and promotions page at GainesvilleHarley.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram to stay in the know of all the exciting events they have going on. Always great food, friends, and music on hand, and bike nights are the last Friday of every month from 5 to 9 p.m. Visit their showroom just off Northwest 39th Avenue and I-75 in Gainesville. Call them at 352-331-6363 and visit their website at GainesvilleHarley.com. At Gainesville Harley, you're not just any rider, you're family. And with all those great barbecues and exciting events going on out there at Gainesville Harley, maybe we'll need to get our next guest connected to them so he can share his hot sauces with that group because I know they will love it. You guys, I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. Today on the show, we have Jose Juarez, the Barbecuban, founder and creator of Barbecuban LLC. Jose, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man, thanks. Appreciate being here. Thanks yeah, for asking me. Of course. I'm like, I'm so excited because like, oh, one, I love hot sauces. And I was like, you know, maybe <laughs> we were discussing before the show, should I open this up and like taste it on the show live like the first time? Like, oh, well, you might want to like make sure your palate and, and and so I did it for you guys. I waited. I he waited. Did. He did. And uh, I did not give it a try. So now I, I'll be honest. I am a little nervous about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this All first right, go ahead. Before, before we get started. Yeah. Give it a shot. So, see what well, you think. Well, you want to introduce this a little bit? Well, it, it's that was the first original sauce, the 455 sauce. It's actually a mojo mustard sauce. I came up with it when I entered the contest looking for America's Next Grill Star on Live with Kelly and Ryan. So I had to have something that was going to complement a Cuban uh, sandwich that I blended with an American burger. So that has uh, mojo in it, mustard, uh, mayo, and oh, but a little bit of ghost pepper, but not a lot. I think just enough <laughs> just to give it a little kick. So see what you <laughs> think one. of it. Okay. Yeah, let me let me let me do this, and then I want to dive into this story and hear hear all about this uh, <laughs> this contest that you it's got an everything do. sauce goes with everything. Oh man, dude. I'm afraid. I'm like, I'm like, this is so good. I like instantly went back for seconds, but then I was like, well, maybe I should wait a second. No, no, it's called ghost pepper. It comes in and then it leaves. That's great. So yeah, thanks. Oh man, that is awesome. So this is this is the the one that 
was like the contest one or yeah, this so is like the original? That's the original sauce that really that launched the company. That is and awesome. you know what I had to create a I sauce hear. in order to to put on this on this sandwich. And, and that's basically what I did. Everybody else ran with a traditional, you know, ribs or fish or chicken or something else. And and I decided to do the best of both worlds. I was born in Cuba, you know, immigrated here in sixty eight. So I figured, all right, let's do a Cuban sandwich and an American burger. Let's blend it together, put mojo pulled pork on top of it and come up with a sauce. So I started playing with flavors. That's something I've always loved to do. I own like eight smokers and grills and, you know, this is like, I'm firing them up every night and always messing around with sauces. So I, I came up with that in a couple days and, uh, you know, in a couple days, yeah, came up with it in a couple days and then, uh, you know, it, it worked and I ended up entering that, you know, when I did the, uh, the contest and, uh, ended up winning the thing. Dang it. It's delicious. You oh, guys, abso- absolutely awesome. Uh, I can. We're, <laughs> I'm gonna have all these bottles like around the dealership for sure. I bring all my like lunches and stuff. I'm gonna be putting it on oh, everything. Put it on, yeah, everything. You'll, you'll love it. So, so dive, let's dive into the story, man. I want to hear. Yeah, I mean, this TV contest, everything. Like, is this this is just like a, a like a side hustle passion that you got into? Like, you know, yeah. just tell tell me your story. How do you tell it, your story? It's it's yeah. It became a, a side hustle passion. My day jobs, uh, you know, working in the actually in the power sports industry. Like, okay, you. yeah. And uh, so, but I love grilling. I love barbecue, and I'm always doing it. And my wife tells me about the show. She goes, "It's called." At the time, it was live with Kelly and, and Michael. She goes, the show Live with Kelly and Michael is doing a contest looking for America's Grill Star. They're going to pick 10 people in the U.S. She goes, I think you got to enter it. You know, and <laughs> I'm traveling around. We deal with, with you know, power sports stores all over the country. And, and, you know, I told her at first, yeah, 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 I'll do it. Honestly, no intention on doing it. But, you know, I, I figured this too shall pass. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so it comes around. She, you know, I think they had picked five finalists at this point. She goes, hey, look, they picked five people. Once they get to 10, uh, they're not going to pick anymore. You know, she goes, are you going to do it or not? I said, yeah, yeah. She goes, all right, we're doing it this weekend. I go, this weekend? She goes, yep, this weekend. Figure out what you're going to make. You know, and uh, I shot her a couple ideas. She goes, nah, get, get more creative. You know, I was like, rip. She goes, nah, just get more creative. I was like, all right. So then I started thinking and I'm going, all right, you know, so it's going to be this this sandwich. And, and the funny thing about it is, so I come up with this with a sandwich. I do a 30 second video. It had to be 30 seconds, not 35 seconds. I send it to them and I thought it was it. I'm actually working, I'm on the road. I get a phone call, right? From a 212 area code. I think it's one of my dealers up in New York, right? So um, don't recognize it, but I, I picked up, you know, and it's ABC. And they said, we want to ask you a couple questions. We got your video. And that led to, you've been chosen as a sixth semifinalist. We're going to fly you and your wife up to the show. And you're going to cook live on TV, your creation. You're going to close out the last eight minutes of the show. So we did that. Uh, part were, of it. Were you like freaking out? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> so, well, I mean, oh I, I, I couldn't believe I got picked, number one. It was like, because I really honestly thought, there goes the video and I'm done. I did what I had to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? The freaking out didn't come in. It's kind of a funny story. So we go up to New York and I'm all excited, right? I actually thought, since we were filming outside, that it was not going to be live. I thought that they were going to tape it and I would mess up and they would fix it and they would show it on TV because I'm outside grilling. And literally 15 or 20 minutes, no, 20 minutes before I went on, 
I asked the, the uh, one of the producers, I said, because they kept having cue cards. I'm not good with cue cards. If you give me a cue card, this is what it looks like. Hello, my name is, you know. It's like me good. trying to read from this piece of paper. It doesn't like, work. Yeah, I, no, don't, I don't like it's it. Gotta, much, I prefer this. Yes, it's got a flow. So I asked her, I said, how many takes? Because they had it really complex and all this stuff. And she she started laughing. She goes, there, takes? She goes there's no takes, Jose. She thought I was kidding because I was kidding around it's with her the whole time. live. I go, yeah, but I'm not in the studio. She goes, no, that's why these cameras are here. She goes, as soon as they break in another 10 minutes, they're going to come in during the commercial break and they're going to be with you. And then the cameras will shoot you live and it's a live show. And I kid you not, that's when I got nervous. So I was like, oh my God. I said, can I, can I go to the restroom? So she goes, she goes, sure. I go in to the restroom, I locked the door and I started praying. It was like, dear Lord, do not let me blow up on national TV. It's like my throat started closing. I can't remember anything. I go to Kelly, my wife, and I said, Kelly, come here. She's in the green room and she's in whoever the people are, the stars that are actually in the show. And she goes, what? I said, it's live. There are no takes. Does she laugh? (laughs) She comes back with, she goes, you only need one take, honey. I go, what is this? Caddyshack, be the ball, Danny? I said, that's what I feel like you just told me. That's (laughs) hilarious. So I went out there and I told the producer, I said, that if it's live, we got to change everything. She goes, what do you mean? I said, it can't work like this. I got to go, you know, free flow and change everything. At that point, Gelman came in, the executive producer. He came flying down. He goes, what are you talking about? You got to change everything. For the last 45 minutes, we've been figuring out, you know, the slot and everything. And he goes, I said, I said, it's just not going to work. I said, I need to treat them like they're my friends and we're going to have a cookout. And that's how it needs to work. They got to come in. We're going to start cooking. And then he goes, all right, tell me what you want to do. So I started telling him how I want to do it. I said, I don't, you know, I want to change this, change that. <laughs> we get through the whole thing and he goes, let him do whatever he wants. He like takes the cue cards. Yeah, and throws exactly. Them. He goes, he goes, let him do whatever he wants. He goes, he's going to close the last eight minutes, you know? And then he joked around. He goes, if you, if you faint or something, he goes, we'll just drag you off and keep going. And I was like, okay. So, and that's what happened. I mean, and thank God it worked out great. They came out, we, we, you know, prepared it. Uh, and, and then that little part actually showed in the show because Gelman comes back over there. She goes, where have you been? And he goes, oh, I was down with Jose testing the, uh, testing the food. Well, he was really down there going, what are you doing? You know? And, um, so, so anyways, did that. <laughs> then you had social media and that was part of how you got, you know, points between the, the audience tested your, your sandwich, your award winning meal. And they did. And social media, we got 83,000, you know, basically likes. It was votes. Okay. So um, were the other semifinalists out there at the same time type of thing or like nope. it was different shows? So like how did they do that part? Every week they brought in a semifinalist. Okay. Every week until they got 10 of them. Right. And then at that point, based upon social media, how the what how the meal was, they picked two. Okay, And uh, and I can tell you, as I looked at all every one of them, they were like pros. I mean, I'm looking at them going, oh, you know, I remember one guy in particular. I'm like, this guy's going to win. He's a retired, you know, airline pilot and he's also a chef. Come on. You know, That's funny. And it's like, um, but yeah, so at, at, I ended up getting uh, chosen and I go back on the show. They had the people there from the food channel as the, you know, and that whole show was nothing but preparing the food and, and doing the contest. And um, yeah, it was a blast. I mean, I, that, that one, uh, you know, at the end of it ended up winning 10 grand. 
And, uh, you know. So they chose, out of the 10 people, they chose you. They ch- out of the 10 people, they chose the two. two, me and another one. And then we had to do a, uh, a finals uh, cook-off. Okay. And then the food channel's there, and you had to present that's how to it, That's how it went down. Yeah. And, and then they just it, voted between the two of you guys at uh, that yeah, point? They, they, and it was based upon, you know, you had X amount of points for social media. I had the number one on social media. And then you had X amount of points for flavor of, of the dish that you made when you were on the show that day, you know, that each individual person. They tallied up the points and they went number one, number two, go against each other and, you know, for the, uh, for the, for the prize. Bada so, bing, bada boom, there exactly. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I mean, this was a hobby yes. until this point. And then like, you, you win the money. Right. And then you're like, okay, let, let me actually go start a business now. Yeah. It, how did that? How did this part unfold? So I, I win the money. I continue to give away the sauce to friends because everybody wanted it. And then you get your 15 minutes of fame. So at that point, it's like uh, Governor Rick Scott. I get an invitation from him to come to the <laughs> to the governor's mansion and cook for him. They did an AP release, and all of a sudden you're getting this. You're on That's you're cool. on this radio show. You're on a TV show, and and it was getting you know really decent press. So we figured, okay, you know the iron's hot. Um, and actually, my wife and I started talking. I said, I don't know anything about you know the food business. Never been in it. I said, so let's start a business. You know, let's let's see if we can launch this thing. I don't know what it's going to take, but let's figure it out. You know, and you know, and then I found out they're called co-packers. What is it? Well, they're the people who make the sauce. It is FDA. You know, went to the first one. Won't mention the name. Epic fail. Couldn't do it. Um, they they wouldn't follow the formula. And then I found one in Ocala. Had been there 35 years. Family, uh, basically owned and run. And that's where you're based. And that's where I'm based. Is Ocala. Yeah. And, um, you know, gave them the formula. We signed non-disclosures. I was there. I told them I need to be there with you. Because when the first one failed, I almost went like, they're never going to get this right. You know, because I was explaining to them, when you make moho, you can't cover it. It has to breathe 24 hours. Mm. You know, things like that. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. You know, and they they were able to do it. We did the stability test. Um, And then then my next thing was, I said, okay, so now I'm going to get into Publix. And everybody said, you're never getting into Publix. Not, not a brand new companies never get into Publix. I said, yeah, I'm going to get into Publix. You know, so I started calling them. And it took me like five months. I'd call and call and they'd always refer me to the website, refer me to the website. Then I started going to store managers and giving them the product. And they loved it. And they started calling the buyer. And then, you know, one of the store managers said, hey, the buyer will talk to you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Give them a call. It's like, oh, cool. Wow. So I called cool. them. Get, you know, he let me know I'm going to make a decision in December, send me some product, I sent it to him in January of that year, you know, whenever it was two years ago, three years ago, we got in and they featured us on an end cap, which they do for a couple of years as a Florida local product. And so, you know, we accomplished that one. And then the next thing was, hey, let's do a website. Maybe we can sell it online, you know, but then in there became other sauces started coming up. All right, let's do a hot version. We got the hot. And then it was this barbecue sauce. I've been making that for 10 years, just never sold it. I've been giving it away. And, you know, that was my go-to barbecue sauce because it's got Cuban coffee, like literally fresh Cuban coffee, not brewed. In the sauce? In the sauce. Oh, man. It has bourbon, not bourbon flavor, bourbon, you know, um, honey, uh, guava, or I call it guayaba. Oh, man, yeah. And so that one... I decided, well, let's go ahead and launch that. Let's get the nutritionals on it. And then I had to come up with labels. So the label's kind of a funny thing. So do you know what, you probably don't know what 455 is. I right? don't have a clue. Yeah, so this is really, that is the engine size of my 71 GTO. 
Okay. So, so and, and part of what I did when I won the show, I pressed the sandwich on the grill with a connecting rod and piston from a 455 engine. Uh. So, you know, and it was like I figured the barbecue wouldn't have a panini press. You know, he'd find like a piston and connecting rod and use that. So, and then the name Barbecue came out, which we actually launched it. So that's where some of the names are, are, are car related. If you know it, you don't. And that label is literally on the air cleaner of my 71 GTO that I've had for 45 years. Yeah. You know, and so that's how the name kind of came out and, and evolved. And, you know, we have the Moho, the Ram Air Red, Zesty Ketchup. Um, and then the other one that didn't make it, it got stopped at the border. That was Havana Gold. <laughs> stopped uh, at the border. <laughs> so Havana Gold is, is one that's pretty complex. It's a four-step process, but it's literally a blend of everything comes up with Havana Gold. So I gave the secret away now. So if you, if you don't <laughs> so want to buy like, Havana Gold, just, just them blend them all. Blend them all. Yeah. Which is your favorite? What's my my favorite? 455. Okay. The original one. The original. Um, and I will have to tell you, like, this Moho Marinade is the best you're ever going to have. And it's not just because it's mine. I mean, it, it, most of the stuff is not natural. This is sour orange, grapefruit, you know, uh, olive oil. It's a Spanish olive oil. This was the traditional barbecue sauce. Growing up, we didn't have anything other than this. This is what would go on the grill. But that's an excellent marinade. I mean, for marinating, I use that. You know, if you told me I could only have one, I'd have to just tell you, just give me the 455. You know, and I guess we'll call it a day. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, before the show, you were kind of telling me a little bit, uh, like a little obstacle with the Havana. Yeah. yeah and it's <laughs> I was funny. like, I was laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, we should have saved this for the show. So I'm going to have you like repeat it. it because It's fitting that it didn't even make it here. So I mean, you know, that's why I say it got stopped at the border. So Havana Gold uh, online, I would have to say on a weekly basis, gets held up for review. Right? We could never figure it out. Like all of a sudden we get an online order, you know, and, and the order's held up for review. And sometimes it's held up for review for three days. Is it like, why, like, why is it become, is it coming? Like, is it being imported? No. Like, or like what do you, what do you it's mean it's getting name. held up for review? I don't The understand. name, Havana Gold. Oh, it's just because so of the name. They think that it's something else, you know? And it's the name that all of a sudden gets flagged. And even, I even changed it to Havana Barbecue. Like on the site, it's still called Havana Gold. And I don't know if that helped, but it gets held up. And I finally, you know, as I, as I kept talking to, you know, PayPal and why is this happening? They're like, well, there's like a government group that actually looks at these things and every now and then certain things get flagged and they want to make sure. And I'm like, oh, what do they think's in it? Do they think I'm importing it from Cuba or? Yeah, that's what or, I would have assumed. Yeah, they, thought I, it was coming. They, they never told me why. They just said, that, and that's the only one that gets held up, Havana Gold, you know, so I don't know. Um, so we just deal with it. I thought about changing the name at some point because, you know, with me, if you order for me, it goes out tomorrow. You know, I don't like to wait three days to have to send you your product out. But yeah. But anyways, yeah. So you know what? I'm going to have to mail it to you. They'll probably hold it up. We'll get it at some point. You'll and I'll get be able the to try Havana it. Gold at some point. Yeah. All right. So and you're making this, you said, down in Ocala. In Ocala. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, where how where has this grown to now? I mean, this is still a side hustle? Yeah. Or it, is this like your primary thing? No, it's, it's still a side hustle. Okay. It's still a side hustle. Um, you know, my wife's really, that's become her full-time job. 
Okay. You know, I, I'm like the, uh, I'm the, I'm the creator of the products. You know, I'm working on a new one right now and I'll come up with the formulas and, and, and she's the one that's been, you know, working with, uh, with marketing. Uh, we hired a marketing company in Orlando that that's helping us. They're doing a really good job with that. Uh, she's doing great on, you know, naturally good at taking <laughs> pictures, you know, and, um, so, you know, we'll do a lot of social media. I'm building an outdoor kitchen just for filming. And <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Said, awesome. You know, so. I love the dedication. So, there. You know, yeah, because I, you know, we want to film. We want to have recipes. I feel and, like this conversation you know, with your wife probably was something like, "So you're in charge of the barbecue sauce business and everything because, uh, or the hot sauce? Like, I mean, well, how do you, do you refer to it as barbecue sauce or hot well, sauce? It, it's a sauce company, but it, it, you know, you've got barbecue, you've got a marinade. See, we, two of them are condiments, so I look okay. at it like, you know, this should be America's new ketchup. Okay. You know, ram air red zesty ketchup. This is America's new mustard. You know, got it. And then you got a barbecue with this one in the Havana and then and then you got a marinade. I feel like I can picture this uh, conversation going on with your wife being like, you're the one who made me make the video. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all, this is all yours now. <laughs> yeah, but she, she's, you know, I, I told her, I said, yeah, I, I guess at some point, you know, she's like, this is my, this is my business. I said, yeah, but my name's still in the bottle, you know, yeah. so, you know, it, but uh, yeah, so she, um, you know, she basically has been running with it. So that's, that's cool. That's, that's her full time, you know, job. And, uh, um, I'll create the sauces. You know, I was doing events before. I was doing a lot of, um, you know, different charity things, which is funny. Everybody thought I was a caterer mm. because when something comes up, we, you know, we just recently did one for the Boys and Girls Club where, you know, I'll auction myself up to go to somebody's house and cook the award-winning sandwich, you know, uh, cool. and, uh, you know, like for 10 people and that, that kind of stuff. So anytime we finish something like that, well, you know, that, was a promotion piece, but it also people thought I was a, a caterer. They're, you know, they'd come to me afterwards going, hey, your food was great. Now, I've got a wedding coming up. It's only going to be 75 people. I'm like, no, I don't cater. Well, I just do charity. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But later on, we might because, you know, that's, that's another cool. one of those things. That, that's another story where you go, all right, you know, I wasn't planning on being in the sauce business. So you never know. So, I mean, where do you want to see it go? I mean, are you fine with it kind of just being a side hustle or would you like for this the bit to grow into the thing? Oh, no, I want it to grow into the thing because I, I have, um, you know, I love the other business. It's a fun business, right? And I've been doing it for 19 years. And, 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 and it's that, your business. It's my business. And I started a- that one on an idea. You know, right. I literally, I was working in the car business before and, and I just had this idea. My whole thing there was, you know, 100 people come in, you know, on a sale on a weekend to a dealership. You know, and at that point, uh, whatever, you know, 10 buy or 20 buy, 20% buy. I, I, I don't want to follow up on them. I want to find out what happened to the 80 that didn't buy it. And they weren't there for piano lessons. You know, they were there for a reason. It wasn't because the hot dogs were being served, you know, and somebody blew up the large monkey and put all the hoods up, you know? <laughs> so, you know, so the whole thing was, you know, all that stuff. I, and I ended up doing it in the power sports business. Our, my whole thing was, I want to interview the customer. I want to make a friend in 45 seconds with that customer. I want to find out the real reason they didn't buy. And I want to give that reason back to the store. And I think that's a business. And mm, so far for 19 years, it's worked. You know, so. Um, we can have a whole podcast just on that. that I mean, my gosh, that's yeah, awesome. That, I mean, it sounds very similar to the fact that like, you know, I, I guess you could call this podcast my side hustle, exactly. right? Like I'm like doing the you know new scooters for less, and that's been my that's been my gig for 17 years. Yeah, and, same and, thing. and the audience, the audience knows that I've been like, I mean, I've talked about it multiple times. Like I'm ready to just like jump to this and do yep. only this and get out of the scooter business as the operator. But like right now, I'm like, well, that's still 
that's still the thing. <laughs> and like, right. I got to like get this stepping stone a little bit more solid before making the jump. It's exactly, it's cool. exactly the same, same thing. thing huh? Because when I look at this business, to me, the, the, the fun part of it is it's like, you know, merchandise. Uh, then you think about catering and it was like catering be, would be fun. Then pop up dinners. I, I, I do grill clinics. I love those. Interact with people, show them different things. And I see that as, as a business. And that's, I'm really excited about online business. And and I think all of us have seen a shift in how people buy anyways after, you know, with the pandemic. Oh, for a sure. Shift. I saw it in the motorcycle industry. You know, internet is number one. Everybody chooses there first and then they come in to buy. They don't just browse like they used to. They come in to buy. Um, with this, it's like, you know, getting, getting the online and it's growing every month. And it's really cool for me to get orders from all over the country. You know, uh, California, Washington, Oregon, you know, uh, Texas. And I always like to find out, how'd you hear about us? You know, and and because that's the key to anything else. But uh, we're going to continue to push it and continue to keep growing, you know, the uh, the online part of it, because I think that's the future, too. Yeah, I mean, you're so right. I mean, it's, it's crazy because I'm even thinking about just what I'm doing with scooters. And like, I sold a scooter today that was very much sight unseen. Like the customer, you know, paid a full deposit on it yep. and was like, I, I want to make sure that my daughter has a scooter for back to school. And I mean, like saw pictures, you know, I had pictures, yeah. but like hadn't been here, seen the unit run. And, you know, right. I feel like a lot of our brand has had that, you know, that ability to where it's just like this instant trust, at least when it comes to our brands. Like, it's like, oh, I trust you guys. Like, right. I'm going to pay you for the scooter and I'm going to pick it up, pick, you know, pick it up in a month when I'm there. <laughs> so, yeah. it, but you're right. I mean, it's just like everything is, and, and it's been, I mean, that's been the trend for a while, everything kind of going towards online. But now, yeah. you know, because of the pandemic, it feels like it even got accelerated even more. Right. Yeah. People are, you know, used to just getting things like, my gosh, I don't know how many times, uh, you know, the, the truck pulls up in front of the house delivering something, you know, daily, right. exactly. it seems like. And, and it's like, and it's so, we've gotten into this convenience. I have customers in Ocala, right, that order from me online. And at first, I would call them. I would fulfill the order, I'd call them up, or I'd email them, or I'd text them, and basically go, hey, by the way, you can get this at these local stores. And every one of them said, oh, I know that. I just... You know, it's just kind of nice to have it. Just you know, they're willing to pay more just to have, have it, it show up their at door. the house. Yeah. Oh, man. That's good. So that just shows you, you know. Uh, man, out times have changed. Yeah, for right? sure. What's yeah. your favorite thing to put it on? Well, it depends on the different sauces. Like, uh, you know, at lunch today, I ended up doing the uh, uh, this on a steak because it's, it has a great flavor on a steak. Um, but the 455 sauce, it is really um, any sandwich, right? Uh, chicken uh, tenders, uh, wings. Um, I think it'd be awesome on chicken. Pulled pork, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it, on a burger, I look at it like on a burger, I'll do this and I'll do the ketchup. You know, it's like the two condiments. Ketchup is also good with seafood because it does have a, a very unique flavor, you know, the ketchup does. It's got a little heat. But it's got a little horseradish in it, and uh, so it's kind of a combo of a ketchup, a spicy ketchup, and you know, and a seafood sauce. So, with you doing like the more and more online, right? Right. Do you? And you said you were building kind of like an outdoor kitchen, yep. which is going to be. I mean, this is going to be be a set, right? Like, yeah, ultimately, pretty much. Yep. I mean, are you? Do you have like a YouTube channel? Are you doing social media stuff to kind of like use those platforms to like really build build out that 
you know, distribution of instru- of information? That That's the plan. So, okay. you know, so we, a lot of it, we were, you know, camping. That's the other thing that we got into in the last year. You know, everybody seemed to get into it too. Um, but when I go to, when I, when I, when we go camping and I'll take my granddaughter and, um, you know, I'll film something out there. Kelly will film something. I'll do a recipe or whatever. And then I go around to the campsite and give everybody sauce, you know, cause it's a great area. Hey, here's some sauce. How are you cooking? You know, and, and then we've seen that actually return. So part of the whole idea with, with this kitchen is it's a place to film all the time. It's going to be covered, have all the equipment, be able to do recipes. We were putting them on Facebook, but what we found out there is they would disappear eventually. You know, it's, it's kind of like a magazine, but instead of left to right, you know, you're going from top to bottom. Right. You could find it eventually. And I tell, oh, it's on Facebook, but it really was hard to find. So we're revamping our website to have recipes and we're going to have videos in there. So these videos will all translate to the website where people can go in there because that's the number one thing I get asked. What do I use it for? Right. I got to give you recipes. I got to give you step-by-step recipes where you can use it. You know, salmon. This is an awesome sauce on salmon. If you want to smoke some salmon on it, you put it on there. And I always, you know, uh, deviled eggs. That's great with deviled eggs. It's it's very versatile. So I, that's one of the things we want to do. So we're looking at a YouTube channel, you know, where we want to have a, I already got the name and set up on YouTube barbecue, but I'm, I'm not doing anything on it. But I think that's another uh, avenue, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm I think that to, would be like huge for you, you know, to be honest. Like, I mean, so. it, it, YouTube continues to just blow my mind because I mean, yeah. we, we have forty three hundred subscribers for our like scooter channel, and I'm just like, yeah. How did? I mean, I'm surprised that that many people care about scooter, but it does really well, and I get so much engagement, and I'm answering questions all the time, right. and you know, I could see that with with barbecue. I could you know see you like talking about a, a specific recipe and putting this, you know, or maybe you're teaching through it, and man, you'd be like, add this to it and that's just going to lead to sale after sale after sale you know yep. what i mean i think that would be huge. I th- I, yeah i think i'm excited about doing that and and that's when really our whole idea if you saw our our construction back there it looks like destruction right now but you know <laughs> we're I, as it continues to evolve we're going to do this we're going to do that you know i already bought the equipment uh it should be done in probably another 45 days or so because other than that we were filming like outside or i'd have to film here and you know and it was you know, i'd set up wherever and 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 we were doing it, but we still got a lot of content that we can put on our website now, and then we'll just continue to develop it. But you know, I can do grill clinics. I can do different things in that area because cool. it's a pretty, pretty you know, large area. Very cool. So, what's been the biggest challenge uh, of this business thus far? Well, so I would have to say the the biggest challenge is it's extremely competitive. So when you're in a, in a in a supermarket, you know, area like you think Publix, um, it's a it's a premier store, right? I, 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 you know, and you're competing with hundreds of other products there, and that you have to stand by yourself, and you can't really do much about it. You can't sit there and try to sell your product. You can't demo your product, especially with the pandemic. Couldn't do any of that. Right. So that's probably the biggest challenge is is, is getting it out there. And word of mouth, how do you, you know, that's worked, you know, but how do you get it out there to where you spread it, you know? So do you try to own Florida first? I mean, we own Ocala, okay, all right, so that's Ocala, but Florida's probably the next step. And because there are so many sauces out there, there are so many products out there, the competition is fierce, and the margins are very low. You know, and this product, as I was told a long time ago, when I, well, not a long time ago, it's only been four years, but, you know, um, one of the one of the guys there at, at Prima, actually the main guy, he's like, it's a penny business, Jose, you know? And, you know, so that's probably the, the toughest part of it is you've got a tight margin, 
you know, with, with fierce competition and everybody has a sauce. Yeah. So only a few make it. Oh man, I hope you make it, man. Oh, we're gonna make it. There's no doubt. This is awesome. You know? I mean, it, there's no it, doubt. It tastes, it tastes great. I mean, it's amazing. And uh, I definitely, uh, you know, look forward look forward to seeing you overcome that challenge. You know, yeah, it's it's a daily. It's it, and I think we we overcome it. You know, on a daily basis, honestly, you, know, you look at the sales and you're, you know, you always got to pivot. You got to be thinking about something different. I mean, sure. that's the whole thing. It's like, and that's when, you know, when we looked at, okay, do we go after more grocery stores? And honestly, my next thing is it may not be a big box grocery store because I feel like I'm in a premier one right now. I want to be there. I want to stay there. I love them. They're great. But the other thing that really is starting to open my eyes is, is these little specialty shops. Right. You know, and I've gotten into a couple of those because they feature your product. That's all they sell. And then I had no idea how many there were, you know, and I found out through a friend of mine. He's like, well, there's like there's like thirty five hundred of them. And I'm like, <laughs> really? So all of a sudden I'm going, like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I started my career selling on the on the phone, you know, um, when I was like twenty three years old, you know, selling vehicles on, on a phone. And we're selling about 2,500 a year. I was selling just on the telephone. So I'm thinking, okay, so if we just start cold calling these people that actually do that, that's a, that's a way to, to be in a specific area where the competition is still big, but at least everybody's on the same field. You know, you look at a grocery store, we retail at 599. Well, the average sauce out there is what, three bucks? You know, so if they don't know you and you're not in the right spot, man, it gets, it's tough. Yeah. Luckily, it's yellow, and that's the one thing that comes out Kinda when I stands ask people. Out. They said it stands out. They said yeah. that's why they bought it. That's awesome. Very cool, man. Well, I thank you for coming on the show. Oh, man, this, I appreciate it. This Thanks is, for having me. Yeah, this has been awesome. Super interesting business. Um, I do have like one final question before we wrap up. Uh, I mean, just knowing that you came here from Cuba, yep. I mean, what what are your thoughts on everything that's kind of happening right now? Just like, where's your heart at with all this? Boy, you got another show? <laughs> I, I, I know. I mean, I know that I know that we could have focused completely on, on something just like that, you know, but. Yeah, so. I would love to just kind of hear your, hear your perspective before we wrap up. Yeah, it's, I feel feel it's the first time ever that there seems to be a slight opportunity, you know, uh, to free those people. There's 11 million people in that island. What people don't realize, they're captive. They are, they, they're slaves to that regime, to the, to the communist regime. You know, a lot of people don't realize there's two forms of, of currency there. You know, because I hear the embargo is going to fix everything. Drop the embargo. The embargo is not going to fix anything because the government gives the Cubans one source of, of, of revenue, money, which is not much. They make like $18 a month and they can only go to certain stores, but they can't go to a store where the tourists come. They can't go to the hotels, you know. So that's how bad it is for them. And now, you know, with the pandemic getting worse and the food getting worse, they've gotten to a point where they want freedom. That's what they're shouting. You know, leave it da. They want freedom. They want to be able to be free. They don't want to be, you know, uh, you know, some people come back. And one of the things that always bothered me is they're like, the people seem so happy and content there, you know. And, and I really thought about that. I'm like, I said, they're about as happy and content as animals at the zoo. They would rather be running free, but they're captured in an island and they can't get out, you know, and that's what they want. They want freedom. They want to be able to. They're not, they're not allowed to fish. People don't know that. You can't even go fish and feed your family. You can't have animals. It's so restrictive for them there, you know? So I I, I don't I don't know. I, I wish the internet could get back to them because I think that's that's helping at least the world see what's going on. We got two different kinds of immigration right now, what I don't get. You know, Mexico, you can come in, but in Cuba, they're telling them you can't come in. So that part, 
you know, it's way beyond my pay grade, but I don't understand that one, you know, when, when you know, they're trying to leave. But, uh, you know, pray for them and, and, and hopefully they stay strong. But that government, you know, from what stories my dad was telling me, it's, it's just, it was horrible. Their playbook is one of fear, intimidation, and they have no problem taking you away. They have no problem killing you, you know, and some of the things that they do, like he was telling me, they'd put a police car in front of your house for three days and in the middle of the night, knock the door down and you disappear, Mm. you know? So it's that kind of fear and intimidation. And that's why these people are so brave right now. They don't have any way to fight back. 11 million people, they're throwing rocks, you know, because everything was, was slowly removed from them. They have no guns, they have no weapons, no way to protect themselves, nothing. You know, and that was all part of the mastermind that started in 59, you know, so. And your family came here? 68. 68. Yeah, in 68. Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson uh, was president at the time. They had something called Freedom Flights, and you had, to, you had to win a lottery to get out. Only a few people got out every year, and it's, I think it ended in 69. So in 68, you leave everything, you know, and um, we immigrated to Oregon. My dad had, had gone to the school here in the United States when he was in Cuba. He went to Fort Union Military Academy, so he knew English, so that helped. So we lived in a one-bedroom apartment in, in, you know, in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it wasn't an apartment, it was a hotel room, actually. He got a job right away at a bank. My mom worked at a factory, and they would have taken my sister away at the time. I was five years old, she was uh, three, and I was taking care of her, you know, because we, you know, we didn't have anybody. And, um, but I always talk about what a great country this is, because you gotta remember that. You know, you, come, you get immigrants coming here in 68, you know, most of them don't speak any English at all. And by 1970, you know, they bought their first new car. By 1974, they built a home, you know, and it's just like the work is there if you're willing to do it. You know, they, we'd all clean floors at night. At five years old, I'm working the mop. You know, everybody's cleaning floors at night and, and you know, two jobs. Um, so it's still the greatest country in the world. And that's why everybody wants to come here. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I've, I felt like as I watch it unfold, the little pieces that you do get to see from social yep. media before, you know, before they cut off the internet, right? right. It's like my, my heart just like aches. Yeah. I just like, I feel so helpless. You know, like that, that's, the, that's the biggest problem I think is like so many people on this side, like you feel helpless. Like I look at that situation, I'm like, what, what can I do? Right. No, that's the thing. What can you do? You don't know what to do. You, you know, you want to be able to, I mean, even even if you send them money, like you can't right now, but when you did, the government took most of it, but people did it anyways, because it's almost like I'm gonna send them, you know, let's say a dollar, and the family member will get 20 cents from it, but that's 20 cents more than what they had, you know? You send 100, they're gonna give them 20 bucks. But then all of a sudden, that's huge, because in an entire month, all they made was about 18 to $20. You know, that's all they were, they, they were able to make. So, but it is so, it's just, it is such an evil, really, there's no other way of putting it, you know, a regime there that, who could, I couldn't treat anything like that, anything, you know, uh, the way they treat those people there. What do you think to the people who defend it? I, I mean, and maybe, and maybe this is just getting way too deep, like for for this episode. But like, I mean, I now that I've kind of gone down this path, and we'll we'll make this the the final thought, final question. But like, you know, like I I see people defend it, and I'm yeah. like blown away personally. That's yeah. my my personal opinion. Uh, so I'm just kind of curious from somebody whose family has come to the United States from Cuba. Like, what are your thoughts? So it's it's if you defend it. Um, you're either part of them, part of that government, you know, and the mentality, 
or you are so ignorant to what's going on that you have no idea what you're saying, you know, because you can't defend people being um, removed. You, you know, can't defend somebody that says, I don't agree with this. And then you get a one year mandatory in jail. You can't defend making a, a teenage kid go out and actually, you know, fight against these other people. And if they don't do it, they get killed. You know, it's it's like that's what happens there. There is, you know, when I, I've heard certain groups talk about we praise the Cuban government and it's like what I say to them is you need to go there. You need to spend because, you know, um, they don't have a right to do anything. So there is really there is nothing to defend that type of of an evil regime, you know, that's out there. Che Guevara shirts. I would see some people wearing those and they were they were just that, that's an upsetting shirt. You know, um, you know, that guy was a murderer and a killer. And they all of a sudden thought, oh, you know, he he was a revolutionarist and, and, and he wasn't. Um, but, yeah, there it, it needs to end. It's been it's been since 1959. I don't know who's going to help him. I don't know what's going to happen there. I hope they can stay strong. But you know what? Unfortunately, people are going to die while they continue to do this. And that's what's going to happen. You know? Well, sorry to like go from like no, barbecue happiness to like you know Cuba just nightmare in my opinion. It's a, it's a total uh, nightmare, man. It would be what what a great day it would be for that country because what a beautiful country it was. You know, if, it, back in '58, you know the Cuban dollar was equal to the U.S. dollar, and you know um, a lot of people don't realize it wasn't communist forever. It was a thriving country, but it just shows you what happens. You know, I look at that. I look at Venezuela. Look what happened to Venezuela. It's destroyed. You know, or people say, oh, the education there is awesome. There's so many doctors there. Do you know that the doctors are there so they can farm them out? They're slaves. They send doctors to countries and they collect hundreds of thousands of dollars for them and they don't give those doctors anything. That's why there's so many doctors there Hmm. because they use those as slaves that they send out. You know, so many things people don't realize. I think if anybody that defended that that country really sat down on a one-on-one with somebody from there, and, and understood exactly what they're defending, I think they'd stop defending it. Because I think it, I think most of them have no idea what really happens. You know, they just think of some kind of a romantic fantasy or something of, oh, it's it's a different way of governing and, you know, or, you know, the U.S. can't be, capitalism can't be everything. You know, well, look what happens when there's socialism and communism, you know. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Hey, man, where, uh, well, one, thank you again for coming thank on you. the show. This is an amazing conversation and uh please tell our audience where they can find you where they can where, where could they, can they order it right yeah, online you know, it sounds like we were talked a lot about online so where can they get it online 455sauce.com 455sauce.com um online you buy two or more it's it's free shipping and uh, we ship anywhere in the united states Awesome. So uh, I look forward to it. Keep going, man. I look look forward to seeing where it it ends up. We're going to keep the pedal to the metal. Absolutely. That's amazing. All right. So, and thank you to the one and only James Leitner for producing the show. As always, makes us look good with the lighting and the the filming here. So, James, thanks for all you do. And podcast fam, if you uh, were driving and didn't have a chance to write down the information from our incredible sponsors that make this happen, go to whoagnv.com slash sponsors, um, or you can uh, find the links down in the show notes of the episode. 
And uh, special love this episode to our friends over at The Best Restoration. We all know that due to the impact of COVID-19, that deeply clean and highly sanitized businesses are the new norm. You know your customers are going to want to walk into a business they know is safe. Make sure you call The Best, The Best Restoration, and let them help you keep your business top-notch. These guys can handle it all. Let me just list some of their services real quick so you know the extent of their capabilities. These guys can handle water extraction and restoration, mold remediation, area rug cleaning, air duct cleaning, carpet cleaning, tile and grout cleaning, carpet repairs, and they have carpet protectant services, upholstery cleaning services, fire damage restoration, and so much more. Be sure to give them a shout at 352-505-3321 or visit them at thebestrestoration.com. And when you do, be sure to say, I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Give us your best whoa. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you later. Bye.